Hello everyone, this is Father Michael. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. I just want to share a little bit more about the gift of Mass, the Holy Mass. Remember, the Mass is not a service. The Mass is the Holy Sacrifice of Jesus Christ, which is made present to us in time through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Sacrament of Holy Orders, Holy Eucharist, through Christ ordaining the first apostles and then they ordained others and others and others and others until we get to this day. We have the the Peter of the day who's Pope Francis and the bishops who assist him and the priests who assist the bishops all to bring the current human race, all those in this time and space in 2017 to the holy sacrifice of Christ, the Lamb of God who continues to take away the sins of the world with, in, and through His bride, the church. Amen. So, I'd like to focus on one aspect of the Mass, and I've talked about this before, but I get more insight and clarity through the power of God's grace and the Spirit. And I'd like to share more about it because I think it's very, uh, very helpful when it comes to living out our faith, especially when we're celebrating Holy Mass, when we're at the Eucharist. And so what I'd like to share with you is the particular part of the Mass um, called the Offertory, and then the Eucharistic prayer and, you know, the calling down of the Holy Spirit upon the gifts of bread and wine, um, which is called the Epiclesis, the, the coming, the invocation of the Holy Spirit, which transforms mere bread and wine into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So what was natural, namely bread and wine, becomes supernatural, namely the body and blood, the living Jesus Christ, truly present in our midst. And if you read the end of uh, Luke's gospel, you can see that where they were on the road to Emmaus, remember, and Jesus was preaching to them and they didn't recognize him and they said, you know, he says, you know, he was going to go his separate way. And they said, hey, well, why don't you come and stay with us? And they went and he sat down at table and he broke the bread. Again, he was beginning uh, the celebration there of the Eucharist. And he disappeared from their sight. And then they said, we're not our hearts burning within us as he spoke to us along the way. So you think of the Eucharist. It's kind of like the road to Emmaus. There was the the proclamation of the word. We have the liturgy of the word the first part of the Eucharist, and then the liturgy of the Eucharist. Um, so we have like, Scott Hahn talks about the meal, the menu and the meal. Um, it's just, again, an analogy, limps, but it's, you know, a neat thing to think about for a moment. You know, what's the purpose of a menu? You're reading through a menu, you're looking at different types of food, and, and you get hungry, right? Well, imagine reading a menu and then just walking out of the restaurant and never eating. It would kind of defeat the whole purpose. So the Word of God... The scripture is meant to cultivate this hunger within us, this longing within us, this desire, the spiritual hunger for communion with the living God, with Jesus Christ. And he humbles himself in the mere appearance of bread and wine. So what outwardly appears to be, you know, uh, tastes like, looks like bread and mere wine we know through the miracle of the Mass and the Eucharist becomes the living body, blood, soul, and divinity, again, of Jesus Christ, which you can visit any tabernacle at any Catholic church at any time. 
and you walk in and you'll see this golden box or this golden uh, tabernacle. They're different shapes or sizes, but there's often a red sanctuary lamp that points out to you and I when we step into the church that we are in the presence of the king. And the preferred reverence or sign of reverence is to genuflect. That means to bow my knee to the ground because we are in the presence of the great King, Jesus Christ, right? So if you think of the offertory, I'd like you, think, like you to think of the altar as an exchange post between heaven and earth, okay? The altar is an exchange post between heaven and earth. Now again, this is just a kind of a way to maybe help you understand what's happening at the Mass in a deeper way. It's not to say this is the end-all, be-all, Excuse me. There are levels of explanation and depths in the mystery of the Eucharist, obviously, that go far beyond anything I could say. Or, or, or there's got to be room for the mystery. We, we can't explain the mystery away. So I'm just helping you maybe to tap more into the mystery of the Eucharist and what exactly is happening in, in our role at the Eucharist, in our call to participate fully, actively, and consciously. This is Vatican II. Where the church is invited, you know, this is when we went from Latin right to the vernacular, the the, the language of the people. Why? Because we want people to fully, actively, consciously participate in the mystery of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the Eucharist, the the Lord Jesus' offering to the Father on our behalf. And we have a part to play in that. We are called to be a praying church, a praying people. We are there at Eucharist to join our life to Christ. Through Him, with Him, and in Him, all glory and honor and praise to You, O God, Almighty Father. So we can't return to the Father until we give our lives over to Jesus. Because Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. He is the way to the Father. He came into this world for one primary reason. It's to reveal the Father to each of us. And in doing so to help us to empower us with the power of the Spirit to overcome sin. All sin in a nutshell is because we don't know the love of the Father. We're, you know, as as John Denver's saying, we're looking for love in all the wrong places and too many faces. We, We don't know the Father's face. Satan in the Garden of Eden twisted and distorted this image of the Father and Adam and Eve bought that lie. And we've contracted this original lie and sin throughout the ages and we to this day suffer from um, that that deception the father of lies and Christ is the truth who comes into the world to show us the way back to the father by teaching us and leading us in how the father loves us but he's not just come to show us how he's come to invite us into the father's heart into the love of the father to taste and to see the goodness of the Lord. So, the offertory is an exchange post, as I was saying. What do I mean? An exchange post between heaven and earth. An offertory, you're called, you know, often a few people from the, the body of the assembly. They uh, Remember, ecclesia means the assembly. Ecclesia means the church, the people of God assembled. God has called His people together. Um, we aren't just coming together because we have to. It's God's calling us together at Mass, okay? You're, you're being called and invited to assemble, 
to worship the Father through the Son by the power of the Spirit. Okay? So the priest is head, the ministerial head, you know, um, persona Christi Capitas, meaning, you know, the head, um, the person of Christ as head. And then the, the, the body, the members, you, uh, if you're listening, if you're not a, uh, an ordained priest <coughs> or, or deacon, you are uh, members of the mystical body. So you have the priest, the head, and the members, the body. And it's all one prayer. You know, so we are praying together in Christ to the Father, through the Son, in us all, uniting our humanity to His divinity and glorifying the Father by bringing us into right worship, right praise, right sacrifice, okay? So, the exchange post. Think about this. When you're at Mass, what are you supposed to be doing during the offertory? You're not supposed to be watching everyone else around you. You're not supposed to be thinking about what you're going to do after Mass. Um, you're not supposed to be thinking about what you're going to eat or what you, you know, are going to do or not do. You're, you're supposed to be consciously, actively participating. <coughs> now, it's kind of hard to participate in something you don't understand at all. It would be like going to a football game or a soccer game and knowing nothing about the game. It's kind of hard to enter into engaging the game if you have no clue the rules of the game, the purpose of the game, the objective of the game. So mass is not a game, obviously, but I'm just making an analogy, right? So when we come to mass during the offertory, we're supposed to be thinking and uniting with Jesus in all of our human endeavors and activities, all of our human choices that we've made, you know, uh, putting gas in the car, picking up the socks in the house, uh, washing the clothes, sitting in traffic, you know, maybe you struggle with depression or anxiety or you have a particular stressor in your life right now, or maybe you've lost a loved one. Um, these are all part of uh, your offering as a human being, as a member of the body of Christ. So you're supposed to be <clears throat> putting that on the altar. And again, the two people or three or four, whatever, the family that's chosen brings up the bread and wine and hands it to the priest. Who's the priest? Jesus. It's not Father Michael or Father Mark or whoever the priest be. It's Jesus they represent, those bringing up the offertory, are representative of the whole assembly, all the families present, all the individuals present, as a collective whole, presenting their offerings. And again, that could be you're offering your depression, your anxiety, your fears, your worries, your doubts. Maybe you're challenged at work with your boss or you have a situation with a co-worker. Um, or maybe you're really just struggling with stressors in your marriage right now and or maybe you have unemployment. Um, or maybe you just had an amazing day. You can offer not just what's bad or struggling or crosses, but you can offer the good things as well. You know, maybe you just had a baby or you saw a, a beautiful sunset um, or you, you see this field of flowers or you, you, you feel good um, because you won a game as, a, as, a, as an athlete or something. I, it could be anything, but... You're called at that moment to unite your life by laying it on the altar, handing it over to the priest. Remember, Jesus is a divine person. He's not a human person. Remember, Jesus is a divine person, meaning he always was. He always 
is. He always will be. He always existed. There was never a time when Jesus was not. Now, there was a time when the Son didn't have a human nature, but He always was a divine person, the second person of the Trinity. He always existed. The Father always existed. The Holy Spirit always existed. We have a beginning. Blessed Mother has a beginning. We, we all have a time when we didn't exist. And why do I mention that? Because God assumed the human nature so that He could receive our humanity. And in receiving our humanity, He could share with us His divinity. But to receive our humanity, we need to offer it to Him. That's why it's called the offertory. You're called to offer your humanity to the Lord. Again, offer your thoughts. Maybe you're struggling with scruples or scrupulosity. You know, maybe you struggle with envy, anger, lust, gluttony, greed, spiritual laziness. Uh, maybe, again, you have just got married or maybe you have something really great going on in your family. I, I don't know. But the point is, is you're to actively, fully, consciously lay upon the altar, to lay upon the altar the things that Jesus gives to you. And that's your life. Like think of bread and wine. The bread and wine are things we make with what God's given us. God gave us wheat and grapes. We made bread. We made wine. And we're giving our bread and wine to the Lord, to the priest, to Jesus. So the bread and wine are meant to be symbols of what we've done with what God has given us. What have you done with your time, your talent, your treasure? You're to lay it on the altar. You're to offer it. Remember, it's a divine exchange post. You're putting on the altar what is human, what's mundane, what's everyday, what's of this world, what's natural. And you're giving it to Christ, who is God and man. He's a divine person with a human nature. He's, 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 he's one person, two natures. And you're giving it over to Christ. And Christ takes what's natural, and he's going to make it supernatural. So he's going to take, like let's say right now for me, you could probably tell when I'm sharing here, I have allergies. So I offer my allergies over to the Lord and any headache I have or any just stuffy nose or, you know, how it is when you have allergies and you're trying to sleep and your mouth's all dry because you can't breathe through your nose. Well, I mean, it might seem like whoop de It's not like cancer or anything, obviously. But God takes everything that we offer Him with love and He'll use it. So He'll take my allergies or your stress, or your anxiety, or your depression, whatever you have going on, or your struggles at work, he'll take that human stuff, and he'll transform it into grace. And that headache, that allergy, that stuff he knows, because I chose to offer it to him in faith, and I set it on his altar of sacrifice, he takes it and transforms it into his grace. And that grace then is showered down all over in different parts of the world. And this is how I participate in saving souls with Jesus, in Jesus, and through Jesus. Let's say you stub your toe. We have a few options. You could curse, you can yell, you can scream, which might happen anyhow. But, or you could say, Lord... Ouch, I give this to you, Jesus, as a small share in your passion. I give you this human pain, and I ask you to take it, make it your own, and to, I put it on your altar, wherever the Mass is being offered, and I ask you to transform it into grace and save souls tonight, Lord, that are suffering um, in whatever way you want to save them and help them. So I've given something natural, and God made it supernatural. He took 
a stub toe and turned it into grace. And that grace is going out and saving souls, including my own. Now, the day we die, that stub toe, that allergy, that stress, that anxiety, that struggle at work, that drive to work, whatever it is that you you find challenging or or whatever blessings you share with him on the altar, (coughs) those things, when you die, will die with you and have no merit unless you've given them to Christ. Because Christ takes our everyday mundane activities and things that happen to us and he gives them an eternal value, an eternal merit, if you will. Because when you join it to Christ, you are giving Christ permission to use it to save souls so that they can enter into eternal glory. Now, I'd like you to just think about this as you go through your day. Don't waste opportunities to share your humanity with Christ, to lay upon the altar all that you have going on in your life right now. Just fall to your knees right now and say a prayer. You know, wherever you're at, just say a prayer with me. Lord Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you all my works, all my prayers, all my joys, all my sufferings, all my sacrifices. I give you all of my life, Lord, in union with the Mass offered throughout the world in reparation for the sins I've committed, for the salvation of souls and the glory of God the Father. Amen. So we're giving Him everything. We're offering our day to Him, our lives to Him, our emotions, our memory, our lack of memory, whatever it is. The point is, is the Mass, the altar, is where we trade in what's human and He pours out what's divine. But He waits there for us to give our humanity to Him so that He could give back His divinity to us. And so I just want to encourage you next time you're at Mass to realize what's happening. You are invited to participate in the most amazing exchange of love between heaven and earth at every Eucharist. You're invited to share in Jesus' mission to save every soul And the day you die and you realize that all those little things you thought meant nothing that you gave to Him saved 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 fold of souls and you are going to be filled with such joy and amazement. Or you live a faithless life, a mundane life, a boring life and you give nothing over to the Lord and you just go from day to day to day waiting for the weekend to come so you could not have to work and do this and do that, do what you want to do and It's a very boring life. It's a secular life. It's a life without hope. It's a life without joy. It's a a life that's boring. And so a lot of people are bored because they don't understand their purpose. This gives purpose and meaning to your whole life, to every detail of your life. It gives purpose to getting up out of bed in the morning and saying, Lord, I don't really want to get up, but you know, I'm going to lay on the altar this sacrifice of getting out of bed right now. And I'm going to pray a couple prayers here before I get going and get ready for work. See, God can take everything and use it. The very obvious, the mundane, the things that we don't think mean anything, they mean something to Him. Because anything you offer to God in love, when you lay it on the altar, He takes it with great joy and eager a zeal to save as many souls as He can with our offering. So I just want to invite you to consider what I'm saying and never, ever, ever, ever waste another moment of your life whining or complaining, but see everything as opportunity to glorify God. And so may God bless you and give you this grace and light 
May you live the Mass. May you understand why you do what you do. And that what you do means something to Christ, even if no one else sees it. May God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.